Vet Lunch Show. Epilepsy affects one in every 100 people in South Africa, which is approximated to half a million South Africans, based on a total estimated population of 52 million. And now, if every person with epilepsy has four immediate family members, at least another two million South Africans are affected by the condition. There are approximately around 50 million people living with epilepsy worldwide. And since 2004, sudden unexpected death in epilepsy has increased by more than 100% in South Africa. Now, on the WITS campus, there is an activation that will be taking place to create more awareness on epilepsy as well as condom use. But in studio, I'm joined by Mani Nimarua, who's a social worker from Epilepsy South Africa, to talk to us more about what epilepsy is, what it means for the South African, you know, young man and woman walking down the streets and of course how to create more awareness around that. Alongside uh, Memanin is Lerato who's going to be talking about the awareness around condom use. Uh, but we first need to start the conversation with Mama Manini who is a social worker from Epilepsy South Africa. Mama, welcome to that lunch show. Good afternoon ma'am. How are you? I'm fine yourself. I'm very good thank you. Let's just start the conversation with understanding exactly what epilepsy is. Uh, <clears throat> thank you for the time that has been afforded to me, especially from the Vets uh, Health Campus. Uh, we are partners in this week. Um, epilepsy, uh, let me say we are on the campaign of epilepsy uh, week. Uh, yesterday we started, it was uh, International Epilepsy Day. It's celebrated worldwide. So here we are uh, partnering with uh, uh, Vets uh, Mental Campus. Uh, we are giving a uh, student inf- more information, you know, the right information around epilepsy. Uh, without wasting time, I'll say epilepsy is nothing else. Not uh, You're not being bewitched if you have epilepsy. It's like any other chronic, you know, uh, condition, uh, like diabetes, you know, like uh, BP. With medication, it's controllable. So, in short, I can say epilepsy is uh, characterized by unprovoked frequent seizures. Uh, in, our, in our community, when you say seizures, they understand it better when you say uh, fits, when the person is fitting. Uh. And then in the uh, suit, South suit, they must say it's twa twa. And then some they call it gibuletsi baudibala or buletsi bahua. It all boils down to epilepsy. And what causes um, epilepsy defeats or huidibala in, in, in other terms, like you were explaining in other, um, some of our official languages? Because for some many people, like you're saying, I think there are also stigmas around epilepsy. You mentioned hore, babang banahana kibuloi, which is totally not, yes. and which means that there are scientific causes to epilepsy. What causes one to have these seizures and these fits and um, eventually be diagnosed with the condition? Uh, I'll say uh, epilepsy is classified into two. Uh, the first classification is that uh, epilepsy that has symptoms or causes, it only constitutes for 30%. And the other one is where there are no symptoms. We call it idiopathic, it means there are no causes, there are no symptoms. The doctor can just tell you that you have, you know, epilepsy, but they won't say what causes it. So I'll focus first on the one with causes that I said is consisted of 30%. And number one, we find that excessive use of uh, alcohol and drugs 
can you know cause epilepsy mm-hmm. you might have stroke uh, you might uh, have uh, head injuries as you know, epilepsy is happening in the brain, although it manifests itself physically when you see a person, you know, having, you know, shivering or what you call it, uh, being stiff, but it's actually happening in the brain. So a- epilepsy, you, you might find that you suffered uh, from, you know, a trauma, maybe a brain trauma, it might lead to a, a epilepsy. So there's, there's quite a number of causes. You know, like meningitis, it can be one, and you can be born, you know, you can be born with epilepsy, or you might have what we call child, you know, uh, childhood illnesses. So, but now of late, we have what we call a, a epilepsy that is caused, you know, by aging. You know, as people who are aging, we are 40, we are 50, you started having, you know, problems with your organs, heart problem, you know, kidney failure. You know, all the aging process might also lead to uh, epilepsy. We call it degeneration. Right, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And what's the other second one that you said does not necessarily have causes? The one that, uh, the, that's the most unfortunate part. So that one it shows to say if 66% of causes, I mean of cases of epilepsy, we don't have, you know, a, a cause or a symptom. It means anybody at any given time you might find yourself having epilepsy. Mm. And how do we then manage people that live with epilepsy or perhaps when you, how can you tell that one might be, you know, experiencing that, the seizures, the fits, how do they happen? How can I tell just as a general man, this person is having an attack and how do we help? Okay. Uh, before I get to that point, I should think I'll finish with it if you okay. allow me. Let me just start, uh, start by saying you can, I cannot judge you by looking you in the face to say you have epilepsy or not. You know, epilepsy, like any other chronic condition, you need to, like we said, you need to go through scientific tests. You know, what we call, the, you need to be diagnosed by neurologists, you know, specialists who are, you know, taking care of people with epilepsy. You know, one of the causes, I mean, one of the ways of diagnosing epilepsy can be through blood tests. It can be through a series of, you know, brain scans. You know, the doctor will check your brain to say, does it have epilepsy or not? And thereafter, they'll tell you it, it, you have epilepsy. So it's very scientific. Hey. Yes. You were mentioning um, that I just want to get this one across because I know... Uh, most especially as society we sometimes find it so difficult to learn you know the scientific orders from our doctors and so forth and we we remain with stigmas and these stigmas have resulted in people losing their lives because we think Hore, we know what the causes might be without having to consult a doctor what are some of the stigmas that you have gotten to experience as a social worker just talking to people that live with epilepsy or having to deal with families that have people that live with epilepsy I should think number one, people think uh, epilepsy is an illness or it's a psychiatric disorder. Epilepsy is nothing else but a condition. And you, you, it's, you know, like I'm saying, it's not an, an illness. So if it's not contagious, like while I'm talking to you now, it cannot be transmitted to you, you know, by touching you or by speaking to you. And some other myths, they're saying as a, a, a person with epilepsy, you are a fortune teller, you can see the future. So there's nothing like that. Or if I have epilepsy, it means my life is doomed. You know, I cannot further my studies. I cannot, you know, engage in other sporting activities. 
you know, I cannot get married or have kids. So there's nothing of that sort. You know, people with epilepsy are like any other people. You know, we are not the same. There are people who are intellectual. There are people who are just average. So even with epilepsy, you do have doctors, nurses, you know, lawyers. So epilepsy can, you know, affect anybody, uh, irrespective of your color or your race, I mean, your, your gender. Although it's predominant in men. As we know, men are involved in very high-risk, high you know, type of jobs, mm. you know. Most men are driving, although women are driving as well. But, you know, women were the most, uh, were careful, you know. Men like speed, you know, might uh, be involved in an accident, suffer, hit, hit, you know, concussion. Or men work underground or men work in taller buildings, you know where it's easy for you to get injured and then, you know, have a fall and then uh, be diagnosed with epilepsy. I think with the myths, they are very, I think they're unfortunate because it's so hard as well to teach other people that some of these things are not true because we grow up hearing, you know, so, 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 so. And I'm asking this specifically because one of my younger cousins, um, my aunt's daughter, I don't know if, like you were saying as well, I can't diagnose a person. I don't have that much scientific knowledge. Mm-hmm. And what they would normally do, I don't know if it's even correct or not, but you need to stick um, a, a teaspoon in the tongue. Yes. You know, some of those things, are they are they okay for us to be doing, Gondru? If it, we do have a, what we call first aid, uh, do's and don'ts. The do's is when you, the very critical thing, you know, if a person's having seizure or fits, is to time, to check what time did the seizure start, mm-hmm. so that you can calculate to say it shouldn't be more than five minutes, mm-hmm. because if it's more than five minutes, then you, you need to seek medical uh, help. Mm-hmm. And number two, you need to uh, secure the place to say uh, a person mustn't enjoy, you know, further injuries. You know, if you, a person fall and then get bent, you know, you need to, you don't have to time. You, you need to rush the person to a hospital or clinic. So the other thing you need to uh, make sure if a person is having convulsion, he has fallen with his uh, hair back, you need to put that person in a recovery position. Because there are other people, there will be mucus coming out of their mouth. So if we are, a person is lying on a side, whether left or right, it doesn't matter. A person is able to, you know, breathe, you know, freely and the mucus is coming out of the mouth. It's not going in. And number two, to, you know, make the person as comfortable as possible. You know, you might find a person is having a watch, a, a, you know, wearing spectacles, shoes, and then you have to stay with the person. You mustn't run away. Mm. And because the person doesn't know what's happening during seizure, you know. And normally say it's like load shedding, <laughs> you know. You need to be there for a person. Mm. You, know, you know, when he recovers, you, you need to reassure mm. the person what, what happened. And then the other thing that I, I want to make our student away or somebody there out there, to say, you, you don't need to uh, chase in paper. And as babies are incest. Yes, eh, incest. Eh, or you pour water over a person or force feed a person, you know, uh, food or medic- medication. You're having seizures because it's time to have seizures. It's not because you didn't eat or you didn't take your, t- your tablets because that's the myth in the community. Mm. And then be there for the person. 
up until he or she recovers. That lunch show every weekdays from 12 to 3 p.m. only on Vow FM 88.1.